Welcome to NetFrog Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch. Joined on the hotline, all the way from Edmonton, Alberta, Jim Thomas, our beat writer on the scene. JT, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. On the phone with you, Gordo. This reminds me of uh, low those days in in Boston, up with the Stanley Cup final, when, when we did one or two of these uh, net fronts uh, uh, from the uh, phone. But uh, yeah, all is well. That uh, we rolled in. I don't know, maybe oh three thirty or so uh, uh, overnight from Vancouver. Uh, a little a uh, little sleepy time, and then uh, up and back back at it. And uh, my goodness. Uh, uh, another uh, tough challenge in the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Yeah, let's first uh, go back over the uh, the Vancouver Canucks game, a highly entertaining game, a team that, like Edmonton, is making a move this season, and just a, a playoff-caliber game, both sides really uh, complimenting the other. And But we got to get – we'll cut to the ending first because that was the cool part. Poor, <laughs> poor Tyler Myers, two things you don't want to do when you're playing three-on-three. Three. One, you don't want to miss the net. Two – you don't want to knock over your own teammate and then create a roadblock for your other teammate, thus freeing up a three-on-zero. Uh, JT, that reminded me of the, the very early days of the shootout when teams were still trying to figure it out. You just don't, you just don't <laughs> see it these days, a, a three-on-zero. I, could, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, Tyler Myers is a large man. He's like 6'7", and I think he's, you know, he, he's around 240, so he's, he's almost uh, NFL tight end size. And so... When he runs into somebody, you're you know you're gonna feeling it feel it, and you're probably not gonna get up uh, you know very quickly, and so poor J T Miller got the worst of that, and then Bo Harvat he was behind the net as well. He was reduced to uh, to being a spectator. He had no path to uh, uh, to get out. So uh, it was uh, it was uh, kind of a comedy of errors if you're a Blues fan. Certainly, uh, Jacob Marks, Markstrom wasn't too happy about no. it. Uh, you know, those, those goalie sticks are, I would guess, Jeff, uh, that they, the uh, NHL players use are pretty expensive. And he, he, he took a swing on that post that I think Marcel, Marcelo Ozuna would be, uh, would be proud of. So it was pretty weird. And then I'm at the other end of the ice from where the uh, three on home. So I'm down there where they're, they're, the, the uh, three amigos of the uh, Canucks are just stumbling all over each other. But <laughs> I, you go down to the other end, and they're passing, they're passing, they're passing. It's like somebody shoots a puck. But, uh, you know, it later came to light, and then seeing the replay, that the puck was rolling a little bit on Chen, so he had to uh, he had to come down. But, the boy, just the sight of Mar- a fr- frantic uh, Jacob Markstrom just going back and forth, back and forth. And, and then uh, uh, Jaden Schwartz uh, uh, puts it in. I mean, it was it was, uh, it was was quite a finish. And, and uh, how about the, the blue note? What? what Three overtime wins in a row. Uh, what f- during their five-game winning streak? Four of these have been uh, overtime. It's just just become a way of life for these fellows. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're they are finding ways to win. Now there's there's room for improvement. Obviously, uh, there were stretches of the game in Vancouver where they really got well, into well, their uh, uh, room service here. Gordon. All right, Hold room service for Jim Thomas. Uh, we're uh, this is a technical issue we anticipated. He's uh, Dialed in from the hotel in Edmonton, but the uh, the situation with the uh, the Blues against the Canucks, there were stretches of the game where they really got their their forecheck going, and at at times it it looked like uh, the the Blues team that we expect to see uh, all season. But uh, that is how they scored the Tyler Bozak goal was they they got in on that the, the forecheck, got their game going. 
we're only seeing it for stretches. But it is there. And the most important thing is that somehow this team is is, is actually tr- finding ways to finish off games instead of finding ways to lose games, which has been the case for some of their uh, their rivals in the Western Conference. As we look around, we see what what's happened in, uh, in, in the start that Dallas had. We look at the downturn that Colorado has had, and, and those are those are examples of teams that have sort of struggled to find ways to to win for stretches. While the Blues, uh, resourceful that they are, and uh, cup winners that they are, confident as they are, uh, finding ways to win. So I'm back and uh, life on the road. This is a brand new, uh, like a Marriott uh, uh, hotel, and it's uh, just open in August. Uh, they the Blues used to stay in a castle, kind of it looked like a castle in Edmonton, and I really loved it. So I was a little bit disappointed when I realized we weren't staying at the uh, at the castle this year. But this is very convenient to the rink. You can actually uh, it's like right next door to to uh, Rogers. Uh, See, we're in Rogers Arena last night. I think this is Rogers Center. They, they love uh, the the Rogers Company. What is that? Their phone company, I think. They, it's a big thing. Yeah. So, are you on the river there? Uh, I can't see the river from where I'm at, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think we're uh, we're yeah. close to the uh, close to the river. But anyway, uh, you you can walk right to the stadium. The Blues are not flying out tonight, so I'll be able to just keep my stuff in the uh, press box and right from there. But but. Enough of that, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was quite a game against Vancouver. I think Vancouver, uh, again, uh, like all teams, they have to avoid injury. I, I think they may have some staying power. They really look like an up and coming team. Well, you look at them, and it's going to be fun to compare them to Edmonton because what they've done in Vancouver, you, you've got a guy who could be a generational talent. Uh, you know, Patterson's a guy. Uh, he reminds me of Gretzky. He's a he's a slender guy. He's he's not the big guy. He's not a super fast guy, but he's 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 very crafty. He's he's very creative. He sees everything. He anticipates everything. He's he's got got a magic touch. And Brock Besser, classic mm-hmm. goal scoring winger. Bo Horvat, you're sort of your prototypical sturdy two way center. They go out and get J T. Miller, who's uh, you know heck of a two way forward, good possession guy. They've got. Uh, you go out and get Tyler Myers to add some beef to the defense. Uh, Quinn Hughes is going to be sensational. Craig oh, Berube yeah, chatted yeah. him up after the game. And JT, uh, boy, it's a that's a handful for a team to account for a guy with that kind of talent. He and his brother, Jack Hughes, former yeah. top pick. My goodness, those kids can play. I think that, I think there might be a third Hughes too. Yep, uh, there is one more coming. So I'm yeah, sure. so that's that's pretty amazing. But yeah, the Canucks have drafted. Uh, you talk about drafting well. I mean, they've 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 hit, and I would say hit big on all of these guys. And 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 since uh, uh, we've mentioned Pedersen, how about the little uh, little bit of a budding rivalry here between Pedersen and uh, Jordan Bennington? I was a little surprised after the game that there wasn't a huge media crowd uh, in on the blue side, and uh, and Bennington somehow escaped. To, to shower, so we had to wait uh, and, and wait a little bit, and everyone else peeled off. So Bennington comes out, and all of a sudden he brings up, and he, I, I think he might have mentioned uh, something like this to Darren Peng too in the post game. But anyway, he, he just brings up to me how uh, uh, you know he's got a sour taste in his mouth that Pedersen won the Calder instead of him, just like you know, yeah, right. Uh, it, was, it was just weird to hear it in that uh, in that venue, and that, there were some classic uh, kind of Pedersen on. Uh, on uh, uh, Bennington uh, matchups, and and Bennington uh, 
uh, got the night, uh, you know, won the night this time. There are a couple of two-on-one breaks uh, where, where Pedersen had the shot and then another really good look that he had. So uh, uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch over the years. And, you know, we forget uh, uh, this is Bennington's first full season. He's in these stadiums a lot for the, for the first time, at least uh, some of them. Now, he had been in Vancouver last year he was called up before he started playing i I don't know if you recall jeff he was called up in december and uh was a backup so he he was a backup to to jake allen in uh in vancouver in that stadium but uh last night was his uh was his first game there yeah and before we get to the uh the uh, the oilers game the uh one more question about the, the vancouver you had some time in Vancouver, which is an amazing city. We speaking of Jake Allen, apparently a very successful fishing expedition. Getting <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, getting some attention for that. And but uh, did uh, did Jim Thomas go out on a, a big fishing excursion? What, what did JT do with his time in Vancouver? Uh, no, I, I believe that was Jake Allen and Justin Falk that went uh, went fishing in. And uh, Vancouver reminds me a lot of Seattle. They're only about a hundred miles a point as the the. Uh, crow flies and that, that, that's going to, going to be a great rivalry uh, when seattle's in the league in a couple of couple of years not to mention a good uh, uh a good uh, uh trip uh for for these western canada and and then uh, uh seattle uh adding on to that but uh the the previous two years uh just the way the schedule was didn't have you know a ton of time at the this time the you know the blues were there for two days uh uh before the game so i was able to walk around a, a little bit uh I went out to eat with a couple of the Blues uh, uh, officials one night. So yeah, just a just a beautiful town, great sushi town. I'm, I'm not much of a sushi guy, but uh, but great sushi town and uh, uh, just uh, just very nice. A lot of, a lot of energy in the town. I, I think it gets a little bit of that Seattle weather where it's raining and in the 40s, which is like my least favorite kind of weather. But uh, it wasn't like that. It was uh, maybe in the 40s, but uh, you know it was clear. So no, it's a it's a uh, it's a fun town. Yeah, for those who aren't aware, I mean, uh, a lot of Pacific money, Pacific Rim money shifted to Vancouver when when the whole Hong Kong thing happened. And where'd all that money go? It didn't all go to Vancouver, but a lot of it did. My goodness, yeah. that, that town grew up. And uh, it's a vibrant hockey town. And like oh, you say... Oh, they love their hockey. Ah. I, love, I love going there. I'm, I'm not saying it's like Winnipeg, but they, they really love their hockey team. It's a great atmosphere. And you could tell they were charged up last night. All right, so on to Edmonton. Now, Edmonton's your all-time has become one of your all-time long-suffering cities. All that success, all that glory, uh, Gretzky, Messier, and then even some success after that. Uh, but then, oh, they just can't seem to seem to get it straight. Now, finally, Ken Holland, general manager, Dave Tippett, coach. There's hope, and they've got two of the most dynamic guys. Not only currently in the NHL, but just period. Two guys that could very well end up in the Hall of Fame. Certainly Connor McDavid will. And if uh, Leon Dreisaitl keeps playing hockey, I-, I think he can get there as well. Whoa. And here's the thing. If you're Dave Tippett, now he won't do what Hitchcock did, which is basically never let those two off the ice. But he's going <laughs> to lean on them. And these guys had their hands full with, with Pedersen and Besser, and it's even gets to be a greater challenge against these two. Yeah, and a couple other things to consider. One, the Blues uh, uh, and everyone, especially early in the season, and we've talked about this before on the next front. You know, it's it, they they really get psyched up to play the Blues. You could really tell that 
uh, from some of the pregame comments in Vancouver and, and the way they played in the atmosphere as a young team. It, it was a, a measuring stick. And now Edmonton, as you mentioned, I, I, I knew they'd been, a, been on a dry spell, but I think it's like 12 of the last 13 seasons they had not made the, the, the playoffs. You, you have to try pretty hard uh, to, to have a dry spell like that in the, uh, in the NHL. And, you know, reading your, uh, your 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 uh, comments today that you had from uh, some of the Edmonton people in uh, your around the league uh, uh, story on uh, on stltoday.com. I mean, it's it's like they're uh, uh, pardon the football analogy. It's gonna, going to be another game where it's like the the, the home team's uh, Super Bowl. And will the Blues be be up for it? We'll see. I mean, they their big four defensemen logged some heavy minutes uh, uh, last night. Pareko and Petrangelo. They were over 24 minutes. Jay Bowmeister, the venerable one, uh, celebrating his 1200th game, he was at 23:54, over five minutes of penalty kill time for 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 Bowmeister, which is, is is tough tough duty. It was it is his second highest, his highest ice time since the opener against uh, Washington. So, will those guys have? You know, how much will they have left? Or are the are the Blues ready for another heavyweight uh, fight again uh, tonight? And oh, by the way. Uh, Jake Allen, you know, he, he will be in the, in, in, in the nets tonight. So, uh, uh, the blues will be, they'll, they'll be facing a lot in, uh, in Edmonton tonight. And, you know, we mentioned Dreisaitl and, uh, and McDavid, but James Neal's been a, been a great, great pickup, but one of, you know, one of the league's top, top scorers, he kind of lost his uh, game last year in Calgary, but, uh, looks like he's regained it here in Edmonton. Yeah, another good move. They went and got the venerable Mike Smith, who's been kicking around for a while. Not not our boss at the uh, on STLtoday.com's uh, online side of the sports department, but the, the goaltender and along with Koskinen, they've been a very effective duo for for Edmonton. So they've cleaned up that. Darnell Nurse is a big horse on D. Uh, I mentioned Oscar Clefbaum's off to a good start uh, today on on STL today. He's done well. So they've got a, they've got about half of a good team. The other half's pretty terrible, but. <laughs> Dave Tippett's a good coach, and Dave Tippett's a guy that had a lot of success in, in Arizona in particular where he didn't have a whole lot of resources. They didn't have a ton of money. They were always fighting for survival, and he did a good job coaching. He had Mike Smith there, so he's gotten them organized. I mean, Ken Hitchcock started the process, but, boy, they made a great hire with this coach, and here we are with 10 wins for Edmonton this early in the season. Yeah, yeah. On, on and until last night, they were they had the, the most points in the uh, Western Conference. So uh, the Blues in Vancouver, they played the the uh, the number three team in the West here in the early going, and and uh, with their win last night, the Blues now have the the most points in the West. So now they're playing the number two team in the West in uh, in Edmonton, and and uh, yeah, what what I noticed, and you mentioned the two goalies, uh, Jeffrey, the, the, the their. Uh, defense must must be so much better. They're, they're almost like a goal a game better than this year so far than uh, they finished last year. You still they're still obviously top heavy. I mean, great stars at the top, but it's more of a it's not a depth team as you, as you mentioned. It's like half a team, and uh, you know if you can you know slow down uh, uh, the big guns, McDavid and Drysaddle, you, you've got a very good chance. And you throw in Neil, and I think it's like thirty one of their 45 goals are scored by those three players. I, I think they have uh, uh, only one player with, with more than two goals uh, scored so far for Edmonton, other than the, the big three. So, so that's the task as usual, uh, stopping those guys. And the, the blues in the past have done fairly well with that. 
Well, you look at uh, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to take three penalties in the first period. Not against <laughs> those guys. No. Because <laughs> you're on, no. like I said, you got a little tired legs with your top four guys on D. Do you really want J-Bo out there on shorthanded for the entire first period against McDavid and Dreisaitl? Oh, so. boy. Yeah, yeah. And the Blues ended up, I think it was four to two in penalties, at least where you had pen. That was, there, were, there was a pair of coincidental minors. But, uh, oh, my goodness, yeah. And and Vancouver had, had has a good uh, 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 PK. I think they were ninth. Uh, excuse me, power play. They were ninth in the league. But uh, Edmonton's even higher. I think they're third. And and Neil has has been a beast so far. I think uh, they have twelve power play goals, and I think Neil has eight of them. So uh, obviously he's a guy that uh, they've got to they've got to keep an eye on. Yeah, the, the the Blues were playing with fire last night with all those. Uh, with all those penalties, and uh, sometimes our, our our good friend David Perani, he just can't help himself, can he, Jeff? No, I mean he's got to watch the stick, and you know, <laughs> some of those just like, yeah, I mean, come, really, you thought you could get away with that? <laughs> he, he, no, I mean the guys, he's having a fabulous start, but yeah, yeah, especially you know on the road, you just don't want to put the other team on the power play <laughs> if they've got a really good power play on their home ice get the momentum going, get the fans going, all those things you don't want to do. And, uh, but, yeah, on, on the on the plus side for the Blues, I did like the uh, – and, of course, they had a good result on the forecheck. But uh, Sammy Blay, who's been so good for the team early mm-hmm. on, he hooks up with Tyler Bozak. And uh, Tyler's had pretty good jump here lately. And that uh, mm-hmm. that combination seemed to work as a, as a three-line, number three-line. I, I didn't mind that. And I'm still waiting to see – Robert Thomas pan off, pan out, and do big things with the with the group he was with, as he tried to move up there. But I, I did like to, I did like Sammy's game, and it was good to see Tyler Bozak finally score a goal. There is life. There is life for the third line. After all, I think uh, for Tyler Bozak, no one misses Pat Maroon more than uh, more than him. But uh, I think Bozak, uh, unfortunately for him, he said everybody, but. Uh, but uh, you, Jeff Gordon, on 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 his line. Oh, wait a minute! Didn't, didn't you play left wing in, in that Islanders game? I think you might you might have. But uh, no, I mean he's had so many guys. Uh, as you mentioned, Thomas has had a little trouble getting going. Uh, you know, first coming back from the wrist injury, then, then he had another injury. I think actually he he might have just kind of had a, a hurt the other wrist, the uh, the right wrist uh, a little bit that kept him out. And and uh, but uh, Sammy Blay, I'm sure you know his first reaction was, wait a minute. I'm up here with uh, with Schwartz and Shen, and now I got to go down to this line where Bozek hasn't scored all season, Steen hasn't uh, scored all season. But you're Sammy Blay. This is your first time you've been a regular at the start of the season, so you're in the lineup. And I, I think he just had a good attitude. Hey, I'm playing. I'm in the NHL, and uh, uh, yeah, he uh, he cert- he made a great pass, and 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 he certainly uh, you know the, the goal that Blay scored uh, in Minnesota on. Uh, uh, when was that? That was Saturday. Yeah, uh, he uh, he had uh, been placed on the Bozak line then, uh, but Ruby had switched him up late. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what to say about uh, about Thomas. He's shown some flashes, but just hasn't uh, hasn't really uh, clicked in. He got a goal the other night, but just hasn't clicked in like uh, uh, we were we were hoping for. But uh, but Ruby may. Tinker the, with the lines. I don't during this win streak, but he, he's not changing the players. Poor, poor Robbie Fabry's going to stay on the bench at least until they lose. And uh, same with Bortuzzo on defense. Uh, this will uh, probably be their what I think it's their fifth game in a row that both of those guys have missed. And 
hey, he's not superstitious. Every game during this uh, winning streak, he's trotted out the uh, uh, McEachern, Barbashev, Sunquist line to open the game, and I'm, I'm, I, I'll bet you uh, that uh, that he's going to do it again tonight. But uh, no, coach, coaches aren't superstitious. No, and that line's been fine too. I mean, especially yeah. And I mean, trot, trotting him out as the starters, he's yeah, had a yeah. puck drop and and uh, probably do it again. Yeah, that line's been fine. And and uh, but boy, it's I, I think we're seeing without Tarasenko, the, the scoring hasn't been you know bad. It's not like they're pouring in four or five goals a game. But I think we're seeing a you know a little bit of a you know more balanced attack. Other guys are contributing. I I think the power play actually overall, although they didn't score uh, last night, has has been better. It's like the uh, there's a little more puck sharing uh, as opposed to uh, when Tarasenko's on the ice. So oh, we we got to we got to feed ninety one, got to feed ninety one. So I think it's made the Blues maybe a little more unpredictable to the other team on the power play. And that's that's not saying that uh, they won't welcome Tarasenko back with open arms, but it it really in the short term here, it, I don't think it's been a negative on the power play. Yeah, guys just have to keep looking for, you know, their shot. And like I say, not deferring. You know, we, we're always on Robert Thomas. Uh, on his even strength scenarios, too many times he'll, he'll pass it up. Uh, everybody's got to look hey, for that. He had one of those in, uh, I think it was in Overton uh, last night, too. Ah, just yeah, you just got to let it go. Now you got to make sure it's, it's, it's not just a terrible angle shot that's going to put your team at risk. But generally speaking, you know, go for it. All the guys have to look. To, to go a little bit more me first. I mean, Sammy Blay got cut in front of the net, should have tried to backhand shot, tried to make a little a little pass when there really wasn't anything there passing-wise. Yeah. You could never go wrong. I mean, I know that Craig Rube stressed good shot, not just the Arizona Coyotes take a shot from anywhere <laughs> philosophy, the opposite end with Rick Tockett saying, uh-huh. just throw it, throw it at the net, just throw it. Um, you know, he, he's trying to get good shots, but – Again, when you're missing your trigger guy, a guy that's had over 300 shots in a season, uh, who, uh-huh. who obviously looks to shoot everywhere, well, I think everybody else has to kind of take a little bit of a shooter mentality. Even if you're not used to playing with him or you didn't play with him or you're not on a scoring line, just you know, everybody's got to kind of look a little bit to, uh, you know, to put more pressure on the goaltenders. Yeah, and, and Sundquist is another guy that uh, I, I think is and, – and very underrated as a passer, but has, has had kind of a pass first mentality, but you know, he said he's consciously trying to shoot more. And I, th- I think he is looking for a shot more. And, uh, Thomas, uh, uh, and his game is, he's, he's kind of a pass first guy and a, and a playmaker and a setup guy, but you know, he, he doesn't have the worst shot in the world. So, uh, he, you know, I think they need to continue to drill into him that you, you don't always have to pass. And I think the temptation playing with a couple of veterans, a couple of accomplished veterans like Shen and Schwartz, is that you uh, want to you want to pass it first. I'd be interested to see. I mean, right now it doesn't work out well with the players that they have, uh, the alignment that they have. But I really would like to see Thomas play more center, just because he's so good in the in the open ice. He's so good in the middle of the ice. He, he creates room with his skating and his puck handling. And, and frankly, his work along the walls—he's—he's—he's he's, he's no, he's no Sammy Blay when it comes to winning those puck battles. I mean, Sammy's matured. He's a thick guy who's embraced mm-hmm. his role that he's going to win those battles on the wall, uh, you know. And, and he's—he's he's been really good at that. And, and Robert Thomas is—you know—he's built up more strength and he's a highly competitive guy. But he has not spent his career uh, on the wall. It's been more in the yeah. middle of the ice. And I think that at times, you know, and he, he's going to get lined up and squashed some on the walls as well, and, and we've seen that. Yeah, yeah, we have. And so, 
but you don't uh i mean and 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 thomas is uh he, he just told me the other day how much he watches shen and o'reilly because that you know he he wants to be an nhl center and boy with the uh you know o'reilly still got several years left on his contract shen's re-up for eight years so where does robert thomas play center now you could move, uh, and Bozak has played a little wing this year. You you, you could move him in the center on that line. And uh, let's keep in mind, if I, I I don't think I'm mistaken, I think Bozak's only got one year after this, so right, uh, he's probably not going to be around uh, forever. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Jeff. It's, he, he probably uh, he probably needs to to to, uh, uh, to play center to really kind of showcase his game. All right, so we're, we're about to let JT get back to lunch because he's at Edmonton, he's on the phone, he's getting ready for the game. Uh, he, room service has delivered his food. He's going to have to get his pregame nap in. But uh, <laughs> your, your thoughts, uh, your expectations tonight, we've talked about the matchup, Dreisaitl, McDavid. Uh, the Oilers team's off to a fabulous start. Maybe a little low lately, but there's so much firepower. Jake Allen starts for the Blues back-to-back games after a very uh, expending a lot of energy the night before in Vancouver. Um, what, what's your vibe? If these guys, to me, if these guys could win this game, uh, wow! Because this one really does set up as a as a very tough challenge. Yeah, yeah, it, it sure does. But the, the the Blues are playing with so much confidence, so much savvy, and they just uh, uh, they just hang in games. They just hang in games. And then find a way, and I think uh, what we're seeing this is a byproduct of what they went through last year to 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 get through the cup. They 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 rarely panic, they rarely get uh, flustered, and I think the big key is uh, is Jake Allen. Now the poor guy, he, he he's been almost impossible. And I wrote it was really a kind of a blog only a story earlier in the week about how it's it's just been tough for him to get in a in a rhythm. He hadn't started till last April, and he has mop up duty and. In, in one of the 26 uh, Stanley Cup games, he misses a start, the scheduled start in Detroit, because of uh, uh, he had a virus that, uh, uh, you know, he lost almost 15 pounds. I mean, he, it, it uh, laid him up uh, a little bit. And, and uh, uh, as of uh, uh, his, his last start, he said he hadn't, hadn't really gotten all the weight back. So maybe now this will be his second start in, like, what, four days? Uh, three days, so so maybe he'll he'll be a little bit more in the rhythm. But you know, we can see Bennington rounding into form. His numbers aren't quite what they were last last regular season, but they're still pretty good. But uh, they they need a good night from from Allen. He's still it's like three point seven uh, goals a game. It seems like each one of his three starts, he's given up a a bad goal in each game. So for starters, just eliminate the bad goal. And, uh, it, you know, if Jake's on his game, he, he's so he's uh, he's so popular on the team. His teammates really, really love the guy. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, they're going to put in the, 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 uh, the extra effort if possible for him. But I think, uh, you know, it's all about Jake. And, and if it's a uh, third period where it's down to the wire overtime, you just wonder how, how much legs the, uh, the, uh, the Blues, especially that, that Decor will have left tonight. Well, that's fair warning, and, and we do uh, wish the, the best for, for Jake in this one because uh, it, it, we always empathize with guys who get put in a situation in sports. And, you know, it, it just was tough. It was a tough deal. But you know what? As bad as the deal was for Jake and as he was the ultimate teammate and uh, the class act, and you've seen it in the NFL when a guy loses his starting quarterback job and, and he's, uh-huh. gotta, he's forced into that backup role and he not, he's got to be the ultimate team guy sacrificing for the betterment of the guy that just 
took his job. His job is now to support the guy that just took his job, which is not the easiest thing in the world <laughs> to ask a professional athlete to do. But yeah. uh, but Jake handled that well. I, I guess he just won a lot of respect in the room for for how he dealt with what for a lot of guys would have been, you know, just um, uh, insurmountable emotionally. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's 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 tougher to complain too when when you're winning. And obviously the Blues were the ultimate winners in the, in the sport of hockey uh, last year, and they're winning in this year. So, you know, uh, Robbie Fabry's not happy sitting on the bench. I mean, that, that's, he, he made that pretty clear to me the other day, uh, although, uh, you know, he, he really didn't want to talk about it, but by his body language you, you could tell. But what can you really say when you're, when you're winning games? And, and same with Jake Allen. And, and again, if, if, if Bennington were struggling, you know, maybe it'd be easier to get uh, – uh, to get bent out of shape about it, but uh, as uh, as uh, Craig Berube would say, it is what it is, and uh, yeah, yeah, kudos to Allen. He's 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 making the best out of a uh, or trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Well, here's what here's how you could handle it, like Tony Banks did. He only got the one snap in the Super Bowl, uh, and he was honest after the game. Said, "Yeah, I kind of wish I'd gotten to play more." You know, I mean, yeah, this team just won the Super Bowl, but yeah, you know, would have been nice, you know, would have been nice to play more. Only, only many years later did Tony say, "Yeah, I was a really terrible teammate. You know, I shouldn't have. I should have. I should have been a better guy to poor Trent there." But you know, it's not. It's not easy, JT. No, and you know, when these guys—they've been stars their entire life, and it's uh, uh, you reach a certain stage and things aren't going your way. It's tough. It's tough not to be selfish. All right, that's Jim Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. We got to go. Let Jim get to lunch. We've held him up long enough. This has been NetFront Presence. Just a reminder to check out all of our podcasts on sdltoday.com slash podcast. And also, tell your friends about us. We're out there on all the big uh, podcast apps. Uh, Follow us, like us, recommend us. Uh, Send good wishes to JT as he travels North America, tracking our heroes and their cup quest chance to to repeat. But uh, in the meantime, folks, for Jim Thomas, for junior executive producer Christina. I'm Jeff Gordon. See you!